Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Okay. A few days ago, I was sitting in Starbucks here in London, and I was sitting away at my computer and my laptop uh, doing some work. I think I was writing you guys an email, actually, from, from what I remember. And um, I was sitting at the counter, and then just round the corner of the counter from me, there was a guy who came and sat down. And um, I didn't really pay much attention. I just noticed that there was this guy coming to sit down uh, next to me. And, uh, and so I was there working away, and I had my headphones on. And I've got, I've got these really nice, like, noise-canceling headphones, so I kind of play music, and uh, I can't really hear what's going on around me. But I did kind of pick up that this guy was speaking Japanese. And um, what happened next was a very, very strange feeling, a not very nice feeling, and um, it's what I'm going to talk about today. But before we get into this, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, the fantastic italki. I've had many lessons on italki, uh, Japanese among them, although fortunately the, my experiences at taking Japanese lessons on italki have been much better than what happened to me in, uh, in Starbucks that day. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson, and then you can choose from one of the many Japanese teachers or French teachers or Spanish teachers or any kind of teacher that they have on italki. They come with my full endorsement, and I hope you give them a try. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this today is because I was actually thinking about making an episode just about this. But then along comes Yuna, who leaves me a question on exactly the same topic. I couldn't believe it. And so, here it is. Hi, Ali. I'm Yuna from the States, and I'm currently learning Korean and Japanese. And I have a question that I feel like has never been covered before. And that would be, what do you do when there's somebody better than you? Like, it's really intimidating and upsetting that somebody is better than you, even though you've been studying at the same time. And um, usually if there's somebody who's been in a country longer than I have, you know, I don't really get upset. But if I'm studying really hard and they pick it up really fast or they're just so much better or they're perfect, how do I move past that? Like that mindset, it eats me away. I don't know what to do. Anyway, your thoughts, mindset would be wonderful. Thank you. Okay, Yuna, thank you so much for asking this question. Thank you very much for being so uh, honest and sincere as well, because you were talking about something which is not nice to admit. It's not nice to talk about. And yet uh, it's we all experience it. And it's an incredible coincidence that you've sent me this question uh, at exactly the same time as I had this experience the other day, which I'm going to tell you about now. I think it's a sign. Uh, these things always, uh, well, I, know, I, I believe in signs when it, when it comes to these things. But often, you know, I, I'm kind of aware that with what I do, talking about language learning and, and all that, I am kind of guilty, I guess, of, of the kind of Instagram effect or the, the Facebook effect, whereby you post your holiday photos for everybody to see and the, all the amazing food you eat. But you don't, you never show anybody the boring parts of your life, right? It's a little bit like watching soap operas on TV where it's like just normal life with all the boring bits taken out. 
Uh, I'm kind of conscious that I give that impression. It's, it, it's unavoidable, really. But people often look at, look at, um, people like me and others who, who talk about, you know, achieving things with languages and doing great things and think, okay, but I'm not like that. I, I have all kinds of problems. Well, the reality is I have all kinds of problems and hang ups and things as well. Last year, I wrote a post called the worst language exchange ever. And that got a, a huge reaction because I, I think what, what I talked about was the, the negative stuff that happened, right? Anyway, so I, I'm, I'm going to hope that I can give you some solace here, you know, because this kind of emotion, this feeling of jealousy, je- I mean, jealousy is a, is a, is a bad emotion. You know, there is nothing constructive that comes out from jealousy. In general, comparing ourselves to other people is a very, very dangerous pursuit. And yet the world that we live in is, uh, is it encouraging us to do that more and more? You know, all your friends, you know, who's had the best holiday on Instagram, who's got the, the, the best looking girlfriend, whatever. I don't know what people compare themselves with, but it's that kind of stuff, right? And yet I don't believe there is a single person listening to this who has not had that feeling of learning a language and then hearing someone else come along who speaks it twice as well as them and thinking, oh man, that's not fair. I'm jealous as hell. Like people, maybe people won't admit it, but everyone's had it, right? So anyway. I was sitting in Starbucks and I re- recognized that there was guy there was a guy next to me speaking Japanese and you know general in general whenever anyone is around me speaking Japanese my ears perk up because I'm learning Japanese I speak it a lot um uh, you know I love Japanese so I I was kind of half paying attention half working a couple of minutes later these two two other people um turn up and I didn't I could only see them out of the corner of my eye but they they were friends of this guy and they start having this conversation in like fast fluent Japanese and I, and I thought to myself, okay, well, he's some Japanese guy and his Japanese friends have, have turned up. Um, and I, I think I turned off the audio I was listening to just so I could kind of eavesdrop on their Japanese conversation. Um, and I thought, oh, that's so cool. And then I turned around and I looked at them and there were two, what, what seemed to be British guys, looked a little bit like me, um, sitting there or standing there talking to this Japanese guy in full on, totally fluent Japanese. And I was just like, uh, what is that? Because this is not something you see very often, right? Even in Japan, you rarely see foreigners who speak Japanese to a high level. Um, to see a kind of blonde-haired, blue-eyed person turning around and speaking fluent Japanese, but not just fluent Japanese, but like you know, interaction like a native, like a native speaker, right? To see that happening right next to you in in London is, is it, you know, it's not something that happens. And the emotions that went through me at that point would took me by surprise, and it wasn't pretty, I have to say. And I don't, I, I, I can't, I didn't have any control. You don't have any control over these kind of emotions, right? Now I'm doing my best to rationalize it and to explain it away. But the truth is that in that moment, I just what went through my mind was was jealousy. My Japanese is good, but it's not that good, not by a country mile. And so I look at these guys, they're younger than me. They're probably, I don't know, 10 years younger than me, at least speaking their fluent Japanese with this, with their Japanese friend. And I thought, man, what, what am I doing wrong? What have I done wrong? Like, and then that was the first, the first thing that went through my mind. Um, because it kind of made me think, well, I'm just, I've just been effing around i've been wasting my time why didn't i why haven't i studied more seriously why aren't i like native level japanese by now i've I've been learning it for long enough 
and it kind of it, it made an impact on me you know i mean i, I think you know I, I kind of got back to my work and i just carried on doing what i was doing but you know if i'm honest in the back of my mind it stayed there for most of the day and i've I thought about it a couple of times since as well and so i talked to someone about this afterwards and um and i and i was saying like you know this happened and i, I was kind of so, sometimes i think i i struggle to well, and I think we all do this, right? When you have these kind of emotions, like visceral emotional reactions to something, we struggle a little bit to be to to do the, the mature thing, which is to kind of step back and, and understand it for what it is. But I think sometimes the problem is that we don't necessarily have the right tools to understand it because we might treat it as a language learning issue, but actually these feelings have much more to do with our own psychology, you know, and this is not an easy thing. This is why the... Uh, there are so many psychiatrists and psychologists in the world because people need help understanding their own emotions and feelings, right? So anyway, my conversation went a little bit like this. I, you know, afterwards I was saying, you know, I just saw these two guys like speaking fluent Japanese, and I just all these things went through my head. These thoughts, oh, how you know, how the hell did they learn to speak so well? You know, how how did they do it? Did they live in Japan? They they must have done. They must have grown up there, or maybe not. Maybe they've been studying for just a couple of years and they're like super learners or something. And I think, you know, when, when I, in reality, for someone to speak with that kind of level of native ease in, in a language like Japanese, you know, these guys, they must have lived in Japan. They probably went to, uh, to university there for a while. Maybe they were doing a Japanese undergraduate in the UK and they went and studied there. Either way, you can never reach such a high level of proficiency like that without spending a lot of time surrounded by other people. A lot of time living in that language community it's the only way you can reach those very high levels of proficiency so anyway i just sort of described those feelings i was going through and how i was rationalizing it and then my friend says to me well would you want to do that if you could go and hang out with a bunch of 20 something year old um japanese guys day in day out for months on end you know would you do it and that was an excellent question because i thought about it and i said well, no, I wouldn't want to do that. I'm pretty happy where I am now, you know. Life's good here in London. <laughs> Sun's shining. I have my I have my skin, my routine, you know, I'm just living my life the way, I, the way I want to live it, right? But right there is everything you need to know. It's the answer to all of these problems and all of these uh all of these feelings. The way that I judge my own ability in Japanese has to be in relation to the goals that I set myself. If there is something practical that I could be doing right now to to improve faster, something realistic, then yeah, I, I should be doing it within the context of my life, right? If I was looking at this with real blue sky thinking, then the best thing I could possibly do would probably get, be to go and, uh, you know, move to Japan again, uh, sign up to some university course in, in Japanese and hang out, do everything I could to hang out with, with people there and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not going to do that. Like, that's not, that's not feasible it's not what i want to do anymore at this point in my life and and so the challenge for me i realized is to actually think about the goals that i have make sure my goals are realistic within the the context of my life and then to judge myself on that basis it's crazy to judge yourself based on other people and what they've done in their life because you have totally different situations they have totally different experiences and at different points in your life, different things are possible. I mean, you know, you know, you, you said in your question, 
you know, sometimes you, you feel it's okay if that person has gone and spent lots of time abroad living in Japan or, or Korea or whatever, because that kind of justifies it. But that kind of justification is like, is in a real kind of roundabout way. Let's say they haven't gone and, and, and lived in, in the country, but they did grow up here with Japanese friends or, or whatever. Like you can just justify this in a million and one different ways, but none of that has any bearing whatsoever on, on you and what you're doing, your level in the language and your goals. And this is what I realized. Is that when we, us as language learners, we have to be comfortable with the goals that we are setting ourselves and not compare ourselves to other people. We have to be clear about the goals that we're setting ourselves. Is it native like fluency? In which case you're most likely never going to get there. Is it to be able to study for a degree in that language? Is it just to be able to hang out at a barbecue and have fun? Like, what is it that you really want? And what are you prepared to commit to that? I can spend realistically at the moment about one to two hours a day on language learning at most. If I really wanted to learn five times faster, then I should just spend all day on language learning, but I can't and nor do I want to. I've got other things in my life. And um, so I think that's for me, the way that I'm trying to think about this universe to be, is to be comfortable with the goals I've got and with my own actions and my own commitment and what I'm doing by myself, off my own back, to get there. So, for example, if you can just reframe the way that you think about Japanese and Korean by saying, the reason that I spend my time learning Japanese and Korean is because I'm in love in the cult, I'm in love with the culture, and spending my time with these languages enriches my life in every way and allows me to build relationships with some wonderful people. Like, you're making it about you and the things that you want to achieve. And at that point, as soon as you've become clear about that. Nothing that anybody else ever does can possibly matter because you've got security in your reasons for doing things. And I think this has to be the way we approach it. And the way to maintain your confidence and self-belief in this way of thinking is simply to ensure that you're doing everything you can towards your goals. All right. So the, the danger here is that you, that this approach allows you to kind of slack off a little bit, but that's not what I'm saying. If you've got a goal and, and you've figured out what you need to do to get there, then you need to follow through and, and do what you have to do every day in order to reach that goal. All right. So for example, you can compare yourself with, let's say you're learning, you're learning, you're trying to learn kanji at the moment in, in Japanese, right? And you have a friend who knows tw- all the 2100, uh, enjoy your kanji and you know, 21. <laughs> uh, now that's fine because there are always going to be people that know more kanji than you do, right? The only, what you have to do is make sure, all right, I'm prepared to spend an hour a day learning Japanese and my goal is to learn all 2100 kanji within six months. Therefore, I need to learn however many per day. And then you need to follow through and actually do it. Providing that, you know, providing you're, you're doing the best that you can, the best that you're able within the goals that you've set yourself then you can have all of the self-confidence in the world knowing that you're doing your bit to create the life that you want and get the results that you want in a way that is totally independent from other people and should never justify you feeling inferior or comparing negatively to anybody else. The path to this and the ultimate solution is having honesty and integrity with yourself, knowing that you're working as hard as you can towards the goals that you've set yourself. I hope that's helpful. You know, this is how I'm trying to think about it. I know it's not easy, but hopefully this has given you some way to uh, think your way through this dilemma and should hopefully result in you being you know, even more, achieving even more in your own language learning. All right. So best of luck. 
do leave me a comment um, and let me know your reaction to this. You can uh, find the show notes at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 258. Likewise, for everybody else, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well, if you've ever had uh, this kind of feeling or experience or, or how you come to think about it now. If you'd like to ask me a question for the podcast, you can. Please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. And at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. Now, I'm happy to announce that the new website is now finished. Now, I was trying to remember if I have mentioned this before, and I'm not sure if I have. So if I'm repeating myself here, please just ignore me. But I don't think I am. We have a brand new website, totally uh, new design. Everything has changed. Um, there are still some bits and pieces we have to iron out. But uh, for today's resource, I'd love you to go over to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com and simply have a look at the new website. Let me know what you think. There are There's a brand new podcast page. The uh, All the blog articles have been organized and categorized in much more helpful ways. So you can now browse the website and find everything you're looking for. We've, all, we've also organized the website into six main uh, languages, although there is a ton more uh, material on the blog if you search for it as well. So yeah, there you go. I hope you enjoy it. See you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free. And if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.